Uh, as has been the trend for the past few weeks, we have something different for you again this morning. As you can see, there's another face up here. Glad to have it. Thank you, Benny, for joining us. Um, inevitably, whenever Benny and I get together, things tend to turn up a little bit. And it might sound a little bit more rock and roll this morning than you're used to, uh, but that's okay. Have fun with it. Uh, we have fun with it, so we hope that you just play along. Uh, we're going to sing a song called Holding Nothing Back to start our service this morning. So sing with us. If you don't know this one, it's really, really easy to catch. Sing along on
matter the style of the music as long as the words are worshiping the same Lord. Amen? And, and I have to say that, that's my music there. I like that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Let's just lift up our voice to Him today. Father God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for these guys behind me that are willing to use their talents and their energies to glorify you, Father God. And I pray that as we have gathered in this place, that we will each one in our own way glorify you this day. And if there's someone here today, Lord, that has never surrendered their heart to you, that's never bowed a knee and accepted you as their Lord and Savior, may this be the day. Whether it be through a song, through a word, through a prayer, a handshake, a hug, I don't know. But God, may you speak in a way that everyone here will hear you, but especially that one that may not know you. May they feel your presence and make a decision before it's too late. Thank you for who you are, Lord, and I just pray that you just continue to bless this service. May you be able to look down upon this service today and and look down and just say, those are my children down there worshiping in Sutherland Springs. May it bring glory to your name, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord that you could get here. And Lisa, is that me doing that? Oh, okay. Praise the Lord that that you're here and you didn't have to bring a boat, first of all. Amen. It's kind of a... A rainy week this past week, but God is good. So walk around, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, but it's, tell them it's great to be in God's house this morning. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm too loud. No. Oh. More cabo. More cabo.
out there come on guys man good job guys thank you okay just a few announcements this morning first of which Bob would want me to make sure to, to relay to you guys uh, if you would like to have some kittens he has plenty that he would like to give away so if you would like some free kittens he said he said not to call them dog food but if you would like some kittens <laughs> fishing bait oh well, there you go Deanna's got she could She's got ideas. Anyway, there's kittens at Bob's house, if anybody would like some free kittens. Um, just a few announcements. There's quite a few in your bulletin I'm not going to touch on. However, the, the few I will say is one of which is Vacation Bible School is coming up quickly. And I would encourage you, if you haven't already been working with the VBS people on Tuesdays, there, there's a lot already been happening. You can see a lot of the stuff in the fellowship hall, my office. Things are getting ready. But it's coming time for the actual Vacation Bible School. And this is an opportunity where we reach out and interact with the community. Usually between 50 and 70 kids will be here, and it's a, a great opportunity to share the gospel. But I say that for this reason, is not only a time to share the gospel, it's a time to be used by God to share that gospel. So if you have not already volunteered, they could use some more volunteers. And I would encourage you to get with myself or... Or, or, or Miss Carla, or, or Lisa, somebody, and let them know that you'd like to volunteer and come up. You may say, well, I can't teach. There's many other things. There's, you could help in the kitchen. You can help just keep the unruly class down. Not that we ever have any, but just in case, <laughs> uh, whatever it may be. If you are feel led to work with Vacation Bible School, get with us and let us know, and that way we can check and make sure everything's great and put you where you need to be. That being said, Lisa also has already got some VBS registration cards, if your kids are going to register to come to Vacation Bible School next two, two weeks, uh, come to Vacation Bible School, uh, get with her, and you can go ahead and pre-register and get all that knocked out now. So I encourage you to do that. Along those same lines, this because we're getting into that that mode that the summer mode. It's time for GA camps coming up as well. And with GA camp, uh, Miss Julie asked me to announce if you're wanting to go to GA, this is where the the young ladies go to summer camp. The younger uh, girls camp. Uh, if you would like to get with, go this year, get with Miss Julie and get your paperwork and get lined out on that. Also, she said that if you are lacking funds, if you're worried about having the monies to go, she has someone that will match whatever you earn. So like your allowance, if you're cleaning the house, girls, whatever it may be, there's someone that said they'll match what you earn to make sure that you can go to camp this year. So praise the Lord for that. But that means you got to get out there and, and do something uh, uh, to, to help earn earn some of that to get in there, so get with get with Julie about that. Um, the only other thing I'm going to mention this morning is again we we have been promoting the the sound system, the IT, the 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 video and everything that we have. If let me first of all say this, we we do not pass a plate in this church. I I, I feel as though we feel as though we've talked about it as a church tithing and giving money to the Lord is between you and the Lord. It's not something that someone should ever uh, feel ashamed about doing or feel pressured into doing. That is an act of obedience between you and God. God did say to tithe. That being said, I don't pass the plate. We have the tithing and offering columns, one in the back and one in the front. 
so that between you and the Lord, you do what the Lord lays on your heart to do. And that way it's between you and God. Now, that being said, over and above your tithes, you can give them to the church. And the reason why I bring this up, we are, we are, st- we are doing well in our fundraiser to put videos, to put the bigger monitors up front so that we can have clarity over what the projectors do. Praise God for the projectors. They've been wonderful. But if we can get the money, we're, we're still about $800 short. If we can get raise up the rest of the money to where we can put the 60-inch monitors up front, that would really help out with as far as videos and things of that nature. There's a donation box on the back table. If God's laid that on your heart to give over and above your tithe towards the IT stuff, towards the video stuff, please feel free to do so. And the box is on the back table back there for that. Again, I don't want anyone ever thinking, well, that church is asking for money. That's why I rarely bring that up. God already owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't need your money. However, if the Lord's laid it on your heart to give, then that's between you and God to do so. Amen? Okay. All right, Corey, you wanted to make a quick announcement this morning? for the young adult, excuse me, for the young adults to be able to go on this mission week. Uh, and it's about 8 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock in the evening, correct, son, sir? All right. So all day long, but it's a great opportunity for them to get out there and build porches and share the Bible, and they'll be working. So it's, it's going to be a busy week. So they could use some more adults to help guide and be with them as well. Uh, our bus will be transporting in there as well. So if you have a class A and feel licensed and feel, actually you only have to have a class B. If you feel led to do that, get with me and we'll talk about that too to help with bus driving too maybe. Um, all right, 
I think that's enough announcements. I, our newest daddy in the group. Where's he at? There he is. Our newest daddy in the group. Jenny has had her baby and she is home, everybody. So give God the glory. So our newest daddy said he'd like to give the scripture reading this morning. <laughs> That's right. She made it for Father's Day. You can pull that card now. Uh-oh. That's true. Uh-oh. That's fine. Lord, I just lift up my brother to you and just ask in the name of Jesus that you'll give him a peace. Thank you for this glorious baby that he's brought home. She is such a beautiful child. Thank you for getting Jenny back up on her feet and around so quickly. And God, may you bless their family and bless his willingness to come and open the scripture with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Is that on? Okay. You know, um, during this whole pregnancy, I've been nervous. I've been nervous about stuff from my past and... Um, uh, if I'm going to do well and if things are going to come up. And as soon as I saw Noah for the first time, uh, God took just tremendous weights off my shoulders. You know, a lot of people told me uh, once the baby's here, I'm going to be nervous all the time. And I uh, had the opposite effect on me. And uh, last night I was reading some scripture and, uh, you know, wondering, you know, there's not a manual for babies. Well, that's not true. It's right here. It's right here. And uh, this one instruction, it's real simple, uh, or short, but it's not simple. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 36 through 30, uh, 40. And I don't got my glasses, so. Uh, Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Can I have that picture? There she is. Now, as a father, it is vital for vital that I keep God first. I keep God first. And that might be hard sometimes. Uh, she's beautiful. Uh, that's Noah, everyone. And uh, um, it's important for me and all parents to remember, uh, you want to raise your kids right? Go by the Bible. Bring them up knowing God is first, and everything else will just fall into place. Father, thank you so much for the gift you've given us. Uh, thank you for you're showing me you you trust me that that Jenny and I will raise raise Noah and in you, Lord. Uh, Thank you so much for the Holy Spirit that brings us comfort when normally we would be panicking. When things aren't going how we want them to go, you just laid your spirit upon us and told us everything will be okay. And now we have this precious, precious baby girl that we get to bring up. And uh, 
teach her all about you, Lord. Thank you so much. Bless the Lord. We're going to lift the Lord up in Him. Um, join us as we sing Are You Washed in the Blood this morning. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace and power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you gone in sparkling, sparkling white as snow? blood of the Lamb. Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you gone when the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Will your soul be ready for the mansion bride? Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood? the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul on green. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you gone in spotless are they white as snow? Are you weeks have been different every Sunday morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. The song is called One Thing Remains. Mm -hmm. 
God, we do lift our eyes to you this day and ask you to watch over us throughout this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give God the glory this morning. Amen. Amen. Fitting music for the morning. That's That, that sounded like a, I was at a youth camp. And I love it. Hallelujah. I'm going to call Miss Carla up, and she's going to speak just a little bit here. Wow, your Bible's bigger than uh, Danny's. <laughs> I tell you. Well, guys, it's that time of year where we're seeing graduations, and um, our church has three seniors, actually. We have Marina Pomeroy. Josiah Scrobarsic, and uh, who's our other one? Zachary. <laughs> Zachary Heineman, who could not be here today. I'm sorry. And him. And him. <laughs> We're talking about high school seniors right now. <laughs> and so, um, you know, working with these kids, I don't know, y'all don't know Josiah, but he leads our youth in worship on Thursday nights, and he's been... Uh, a very, a, a very intense part of our youth group, and uh, I believe one day he wants to be a youth minister or, or music, music leader, worship leader. Yeah. And uh, Marina too is graduating and is deciding exactly which direction she goes. And that's the whole thing. None of us know exactly what we're going to be doing in a few years. And. I was looking for scriptures to see what I could best encourage these young people with. And there's the typical found in uh, 1 Timothy 4.2. It says, you know, don't, look any, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Uh, you know, set an example in your speech and your actions. And I thought, you know, I do that every year. And there's also 1 Corinthians 10.13 where it says, you know, uh, there's no temptation that you're going to be tempted with that anyone else hasn't been tempted with and you can be an overcomer and I've done that so many times with these kids 
Bottom line, Proverbs 16.3, and if you guys will listen to this and pay attention and take it into action, it's simple, and it works for all of us. It's just commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Hallelujah. Just commit to God whatever you do. And like my son Danny, which I'm still overcome with that guy, so I'm uh, my son Danny up here saying, you know, uh, just... God will con- God God is in control. Amen. He's in control and he has it. And he has it with these guys too. They're just starting out on a new venture and it's exciting for them. And so uh, we're going to recognize them this morning as graduating seniors and I believe you have something for them. Or I, w- I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to hand it to them as they come by. Oh, okay. We, we didn't practice ahead of time. I was, I was, hey, I have a new grandbaby. I'm entitled, okay? <laughs> and my son got up here and made me cry, so I'm just, I'm not, I'm not here this morning. But our first senior who's graduating from Lavernia High School, Marina Pomeroy. I love you, baby. I love you too. And Josiah Skorbarsik is graduating from homeschool, and uh, we need to wish him luck as well. He's going to be a youth worship leader one day. Congratulations, son. Amen. Well, and that's not all, because like you said, we do have one other senior who our very own pastor just graduated. And <laughs> we already knew that. And this big Bible, you don't need another Bible. Well, that's Bible. mine. You don't need another Bible. Well, I figured you knew about it, but everybody got well, that, you. I wouldn't have smarted off if I'd known it was mine. We, <laughs> we all find it's a commentary. Awesome. Uh, because, you know, may God use your learning and continue to learn you. Continue but, to learn me. <laughs> maybe I'm the one that needs learned. But we got you something you. to go with it. I don't understand. <laughs> because it's very small print. So. Um. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's very small print. <laughs> wow. But we, Pastor Frank, we are proud of you and collectively collectively I can say that we know that you have struggled and worked along with you guys too all these years. Especially to, that one. <laughs> yeah. Just to see it through and I know there's times the easy road would have been to quit. The easy road would have been to stop. And I know there's times you've second-guessed, is this what I should be doing? And just know, God, uh, Pastor Frank, that we're, we're proud of you and that your success is our success. And along with you guys, your success is our success, and we're proud of you. Amen. So. Amen. Praise the Lord. You want to pray for yeah, let me seniors? pray for these guys. Father God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'll be with both Josiah and Marina as they make these next decisions in their life. They're entering out into a new venture, into a new uh, realm of their life, Lord, a whole new uh, world that's going to open up to them. May they make the right choices, and may they use this Bible that we've given to them today to let you guide their direction, guide their decisions. 
May they choose the right path, and may your will be done, Lord, as they seek out their direction in the life to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. But it is a huge thing when, when these young adults move out into the world. Amen? So we need to be in prayer for them, guys. Whenever Josiah or, Ken, or Marina, uh, anytime their, their faces cross your mind, you need to lift them up in prayer because the world is going to be pulling them very hard. Let's pray that they will continue to stay focused where they need to stay focused and use that Bible as the, the thing that God has given them. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. You're in for a blessing this morning in one fashion, and that is that I believe this is going to be a fairly short message this morning. But as I was praying about the, the youth, and I was praying about their, their graduation, and the seniors being, going out into the world, not just ours, many times we've had this stage full of seniors that were going out. This year we only have the three. But regardless whether it's one, three, or a hundred, they're going out into a world where they need our prayers, and they're going out into a world where they need direction. And as, God, as I was praying about the message this morning, God kind of laid on my heart a message that I felt as though it wasn't just for them, it was for everybody. So I want to include that with you this morning, some of which I may have written in their Bibles and things, but something that I think we all need to, to understand. So in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, that is the end of the book. That is the end of, of Ecclesiastes. And Solomon is concluding this book. He is concluding this, this, this writing that he has put forth with his observations about life. What has he seen in his life? And the closing remarks here, I believe, has some incredible wisdom, some final wisdom that I think, not just for the seniors, the, the young adults that are going out into the world, but I think it is wisdom that each one of us can feel pertinent, that each one of us can apply to our lives. It's a common wisdom, not just for high school graduates, but whether you're a college graduate, whether you're in the job field, wherever you are, I think this wisdom pertains to each one of us. Now, the first thing he says here is to make sure that you know God when you're young. Look at, look at verse 1. He says, so remember your creator in the days of your youth. Why? Because the days of adversity come and the years approach when you will say, I have no delight in them. Now, what is, what, is, what is Solomon trying to tell us here? The first words of wisdom that we can glean from this is, the sooner we get to God, the better. The sooner we put our cares and our concerns and our life into His hands, the sooner we can just truly trust Him, the better off we will be. You know, in his book, The Next Generation, George Barna says that, that the three-quarters of the people who conscientiously and and intentionally and personally chose to wrap their arms around Jesus, to embrace Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, happened before their 18th birthday. It means that as, when we are young, those who will live their life the strongest are those who grab a hold of Christ the soonest, the earliest. It's imperative that we pass that along to others. But I would say this morning that each one of us, especially if there's someone here today that has still yet to accept Jesus Christ, whether you're young or whether you're my age or even older, it does not matter. The faster you get to the Lord, the better it will be. It's important, in other words, to know the Lord, to have your faith in Him, to have chosen Him, to put your decisions into His hands before you enter the difficulties of life, before you get to a point in your life 
that, that you don't know which way to turn. Without Jesus by your side, you can easily drown in a sea of hardship out there in the world. Amen? I think there's probably many of us out here that can have testimonies and talk about what our lives was like before we knew Christ, or maybe we had turned and ran away from Christ, and the difficulties in trying to get through. Our young graduates, Marina, uh, Josiah, make sure that you adhere to the Word of God. There is, I know there are times in your life already you think there have just been some monster of ideas of, of hardships. And there are times in all of our lives where we think that we feel like we're in the midst of a, an incredible battle. And, and granted, many of us probably have endured some, some challenges. But the truth is this. I believe, anyway, this is what I feel. So life gets harder rather than easier. Oftentimes as we grow, as life becomes more complex, as the situations around us become more complex, relationally, financially, as, as responsibilities get more, as responsibilities grow around us, eventually even we may get to the point where in age where we start losing our friends or our loved ones and maybe even losing our own health. Trials and tribulations are going to come that are huge. They are monumental. Well, you may be going through some things right now, However, I would say later on, there may be some bigger things that you're going to have to deal with, especially our young adults. But what I would submit to you is that if you and I will commit to following Christ today, when those trials and those tribulations show, we will already have a helpmate there beside us. We will already have Christ there who says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. We'll have that Christ there, as Carla just shared, that says that I will not put anything heavier on you than what you can bear. That we will be able to fall back into the arms of the one who loves us more than our parents, more than our friends. The one who loved us enough to die for us and, and pay that price for us. What Solomon is pointing out, the sooner we get to Christ, and truly, not with our mouth, but with our heart, commit our lives to Christ. And we were sharing about this in Sunday school. We'll go, and I'm not, I'm not talking about acting a Christian, going to church on Sunday morning, getting your card punched. I'm saying the sooner you rely on him every day, that doesn't mean going out and being a perfect person. The sooner you rely on him and believe in his grace and his mightiness and his, his love for you, the sooner you fall back into what you know to be right. The sooner that you run from the lifestyle that you know that you shouldn't be living, the affairs that you shouldn't be in, the, the, the financial situations you shouldn't be in, the, the, the relational issues, whatever it is, the sooner you turn your back to that and put your face into God's sands, the faster that you will be able to get through whatever the situation may be. That's what Solomon was saying here. The earlier we come to know Christ, the better we'll be when we have to struggle through the things that come around us. That's why it's imperative to make that, that, that true decision now. If you have not already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the first and foremost bit of wisdom that Solomon could impart in the closing of Ecclesiastes. Put your faith in Christ. Put your faith there. Then if you can take the Lord with you, then you can endure what lies ahead, whatever it may be. Folks, there's many of us in this room just right here in this little gathering that have been through some incredible adversities in their life, but they were able to get through because Christ was on the, uh, their, their side with them. Christ was able to wrap his arms around them. And, and, and I know it's become cliche, the footprints in the sand poem. But those are times that God was carrying you because you knew Him. The faster we know Him, the faster we choose to know Him, the better we will be 
in the long run. We need to make that decision to follow Christ. Amen? That's the first bit of wisdom. Sooner the better. But the next thing he says, look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, Before the silver cord is snapped, and the golden bowl is broken, and the jar is shattered at the spring, and the wheel is broken into the well, and the dust returns to the earth as it once was, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. First wisdom was come to the Lord as soon as you can. And then what is he saying here? The faster you do it, the more you know him. Make sure you cling to him in your old age too, before it's too late. Cling to him before it's too late, before the cord is snapped, before the vase is shattered, before the, the earth, the body goes back to the earth, before the spirit goes up to God. We need to make sure that we have adhered to and understand whom God is. We need to make sure that our relationship is in his hands. Have we maintained that relationship? Many of us can say, oh yeah, I accepted Christ many years ago. But have we maintained a relationship with him now that we're old? Have we maintained a relationship so that when those trials come, or maybe it's that day that the silver cord is snapped. Maybe it's that day that this body is going to go back to the earth. Remember, the Bible says that no one's going to live forever. That, that from this body right here, it says it was appointed on a man once to die and then to face the judgment. Unless the Lord returns first, this body's going to go back to the earth from whence it was created. I need to make sure prior to that that I have maintained my relationship with God. As we go out on our own, young adults, you're stepping out into a new realm. And, and, and as, as adults, we make decisions in life as well. It was pointed out a while ago how I went back to college, even as old as I am. These decisions have, have repercussions. We need to make sure that this is where we are supposed to be. We have been given the freedom to make decisions. He has given us the opportunity to make our decisions. But we need to do so wisely. When we go out into the world, young adults again, when you go out into the world, I'm going to tell you there are many different life philosophies out there that run contrary to what this says. Danny laid it out very well a while ago when he said that this is what we need to follow. This is what we need to train up our children in. This is the rule book, if you will, the guidebook that we should try to live our lives to. There are many different life philosophies out there that run contrary to the scriptures. And people are going to sell you with them. And you're going to be tempted to, to choose a pathway that is not of God. You're going to be tempted out there. It's just reality. The temptation comes. God has laid out a path for each and every one of us. But Satan does everything he can to tempt us to walk away, to, to take this other path. How do we know which path is right? The stronger our relationship is with God, the more we've maintained the relationship with God, the more our decision has been to follow Him, the less we'll be able to be tempted to go a side street. The less we'll be able to be pulled one way or the other. Remember what Jesus said? He said, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the path that leads to destruction, and there's many who go in by it. However, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way, only a few shall find it. I'm not telling you that going out into the world and living a Christian life, young adults, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. But the more we know Christ, the more we focus on Christ, the more we put our faith in Christ, the more we look to Christ, the easier that path will be to find. It's easy to walk down the broad path. It's easy to go the way of everybody else. It's the fish that turns around and swims upstream. 
that has the hard way. And as all the others swim into the fisherman's net and get caught and eaten, which one survived? The one that chose the harder path. The one that chose the narrow path. Be certain, guys. Now, I know I'm speaking to the youth and the young adults back there, but I'm speaking to everybody as well. That straight and narrow path, that's where we need to walk. That's what we need to focus on before it's too late. Maintain that relationship with God. Solomon is saying, find him as early and as soon as you can, and then maintain that relationship. And here's another one, especially young adults. Uh, uh, Josiah, I don't know if you're going to college. Marina's still trying to make up her mind where if, whether she's going to college or which college she's going to go to. And there may be some adults in here that are thinking about going back to school. The next bit of wisdom he lays out here is in verse 10. Notice what he says. The teacher sought to find delightful sayings and to accurately write the words of truth. The sayings of the wise are like goads, and those from masters of collections are like firmly embedded nails. The sayings are given by one shepherd. The third bit of wisdom that I'd make sure we get from this is that the most beneficial scholarship comes from this right here. The best writings, the best teachings that we could ever adhere to, the best thing that we should read. Now, I read a lot. I read an incredible amount of things. But I would tell you that this is the primary thing that we should be looking to. This is the primary thing that we should be reading. I have written dedications in many of the seniors' Bibles, just as I have their two Bibles there this morning. But I always do so reminding them that this is the book that holds answers. Go here before anywhere else. Like Danny shared with his scripture reading this morning, this is where we should go first. When we have questions, when we seek direction, there are all kinds of of people out there who claim to be masters, claim to be great scholars. I've got 15 PhDs on the wall, I must be somebody. i got a TV show on the History Channel, you know what I'm talking about. No, this is scholarship. This is where Solomon said we should go. The words of the Lord is what should guide our paths. If you, young adult, anyone, if you are attending, planning on attending a college, beware. There is an assault upon Christianity on the college campuses today. It is. It's not even trying to be hidden. It is a full-bore assault. In an international communications class in Boca Raton, Florida, there was a, 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 a situation that arose where the teacher told the students to write Jesus on a paper and put it on the floor and stomp on the pe- then stomp on it. Well, one young student, a junior in the college, uh, Brian Rotella, said he wasn't going to do it. So he suffered the consequences. The, the, the advisor told him, you're not welcome in that class no more. He couldn't go back to that classroom. Now, that's one side of the story. I looked it up. The, the university finally apologized. Governor, Governor Scott got involved, and the university apologized. Now, I don't know the professor's side of the story there, but the governor had to get involved to have him apologize. They did, but do you think that kind of stuff's going to stop? No. There is an assault out there. I can speak firsthand that, that there are many professors out there. Now, let me, let me throw this caveat too. There are many professors who are Christians on our campuses, and praise God for them. But there are many who are not. And they find it their, their number one re- thing to do is to try to tear down Christianity, to try to water it down, at least to place doubt out there. We need to be firmly planted in the fact of knowing that this is where true scholarship is. 
There are some brilliant men out there that have chosen to use the gifts that God's given them against God. I'm sure everybody's probably heard of Stephen Hawking's. I think he is an incredibly brilliant man. He is MS, or um, I can't remember what the disease is. It's got him twisted up in a wheelchair, and he has to speak to a computer and such. But he is a brilliant astrophysicist, a brilliant man. And he has come up with some incredible theories about black holes in, the, in space and time travel and such, and still doing so. He's a brilliant man. But he has spoken that his number one desire with making these theories and searching the heavens is to prove that God does not exist. A brilliant man, but he chooses to look past the common sense parts of the the, the, the physics around him. Just because somebody says they're smart, just because somebody says they have a PhD, doesn't give them priority over this right here. This is the only book. This is what Solomon puts forth. This is what Solomon's saying when he says that we are to adhere to the teachings of the shepherd. We are going to encounter a lot of self-proclaimed scholars. When you go out into the world, young adults, when you go out into the world, there's a lot of people out there who are really full of themselves and talk about how incredibly intelligent they are. Let me tell you this morning that no matter how smart they think they are, they have no knowledge beyond what Christ has. They have no knowledge beyond what Christ has allowed them to be imparted with. God has given us a book, and he said, read this. This will give you direction. The true shepherd is what will guide our path, folks. When we look to wisdom, how to live our lives, get to him as soon as we can. Maintain that relationship with him and understand that this is what we need to stand on. And then stand up for our faith. When we are in our schools, if y'all go to college, you may have to, maybe your workplaces, whatever it may be, when we truly believe in the scriptures, you know what's going to happen? We'll be able to make that stand. We'll be able to, and I don't mean beating somebody upside the head with the Bible. We can respectfully stand upon the word of God. I, I, I shared uh, last week or week before last in one of, my cla- one of our classes, somebody asked, how can I marry a degree in biological anthropology with theology. How in the world can I be a pastor and an anthropologist at the same time? It is very simple to me. I don't have to take the worldview of these forensic specialists. We come to the same conclusions. We both follow the same science. But I look at it from a different point. I see that truth being God. Science is the pursuit of truth. I look at science and I can take the same data and see God in it, and they are taking the same data and having to, by their faith, step over obstacles to try to prove there is no God. God is truth, science pursues truth, but we have to look at it from a worldview that says that my God rules and reigns. That my God stands firm upon who he said he was, and he said that he always has been, the everlasting to the everlasting. But we have to make that commitment today that his word is true. If we do not make that commitment if we do not believe that and believe that his word is made and true for each one of us, then we'll fall for every trap that Satan throws out along the way. Just because somebody says they're smarter than someone who wrote this does not make it so. And that's what we need to remember. And again, this same thing could happen in our workplaces. It could happen in our homes. We could have family come over that wants to argue. The thing is, stand upon the word. Don't allow a, a, a TV show or some loud guy in the break room to allow, make you deviate 
from who Christ is. Stand strong and cling to the Scriptures. Young adults, I can't tell you how much with the, the different things that's going on on TV as, as reality, uh, the different things that's going on on college campuses, and as you go out into the world, I thought it was rough being a, you know, I'm, I'm from the hair metal days. I, I, I thought that it was, it was decadent then. It's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. Adults, if you're sitting there and you've got everything going on, praise God. Pray for those who don't. Pray for the young adults, those you may not even know. Start praying that God will make a way in their path, in their life, to where they can see Him brighter than what the colleges are trying to put out there. And then the most meaningful pursuit in life, look at verse 12. This is how how Solomon ends here. He says, this is the most meaningful pursuit that any of us can have. I'm speaking to the young adults here specifically, but I'm saying to all of us. He says this, but beyond these, my son, be warned, there is no end to the making of many books and much study that wearies the body. When all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this. Underline this in your Bible. Fear God and keep his commandments because this is for all humanity. The most meaningful pursuit that we could have, he says, is to fear God and to keep his commandments because this is for all humanity. And when he says fear God, he's saying a righteous respect for. Put your faith in God's hands because that's what's best for all humanity. I know upon graduation, uh, I know myself, it, it was rather surreal. you got all these things going on. Young adults, you're going to want to get out there. You want to pursue your options, pursue this and pursue that. You, you're looking to your future. You're looking to career. But let me say this this morning. Financial security is important. You should try to seek out a good job. You should have security in a good job. If you don't have a some type of security, it's hard to influence the world for Christ. I, I, I understand that. However, we need to make sure, and young adults, I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking to everybody, make sure that your career choice is not the end, but a means to an end. The end needs to be bringing glory to Jesus Christ. Whatever pursuit you take, whether it be college, whether it be a job, whether it be a career as a doctor, a theoretical physicist, a lawyer, a steel worker, teacher, homemaker, and mom. Whatever the job is y'all, you guys choose to pursue, make sure that the end is to glorify Jesus. The job is just a means to the end. Don't ever put your job, your career, or your finances, or any of those things before Jesus Christ. Before every one of us should focus on the fact that it's not about chasing the dollar. I did that for years. Chasing that dollar doesn't do anything but break up your home life. It's not about being have enough prestige to so somebody has to say, Dr. Pomeroy or Dr. Whomever. It's not about prestige. It's not about the dollar. It should be about Christ. Everything we do. When you're pursuing, when you're looking what your job, your next thing is, Josiah, that's awesome that you want to be a youth leader and a praise team leader. That is awesome, as long as you make sure that's still about God. Make sure it focuses on God and never yourself. And also, if you are going to college, and this again to anybody, whatever your field is, whether it's college or whatever it may be, make sure that you balance college study with Bible study. I know myself, praise God, it's awesome to be graduated. I'm looking around, fixing all the things that broke down while I was busy. 
But you know what? Every day, this is my decision, but I made sure that my Bible study came before my homework. And even when I had my thesis to write, and I pulled some all-nighters, I, I was, there's quite a few all-nighters, but the Bible study comes first. God comes first, and he'll make the rest fall in line. I share this this morning, Solomon shares this with us, I believe, to make us keep in mind that the most important pursuit above any career, above any other path, above even, praise God, Danny pointed out a while ago, as much as he, as he loves that little baby, as, much, as beautiful as Noah was and is in his life, he already acknowledged Jesus needs to be first. No matter how committed you are to your job, and anyone that knows me, I say give 110%. You're going to choose to do something, go all out. Give it everything you have. Whether it's your job, whether it's your college, whether it's study, whatever it may be, give it all you have, but give it to God first. Give it to Christ first. So Solomon says to get to the Lord as quick as you can. Maintain a relationship all through your old age, so that as things come to be, you have that helpmate beside you. Make sure that you're maintaining that relationship. Understand that the best scholarship, the best lessons, the things that will always be there are in this book right here, and the best, the number one pursuit that anyone could ever possibly have in their life is to pursue the plans that God hath made for you. In fact, turn to Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 29... In Jeremiah 29, verse 11. That's absolutely right. Jeremiah, but I want to look it up so I don't mess it up. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will, give, you will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me. And find me when you search for me with all your heart. That should be a verse that all of us lives by. Notice what he says. You will call to me and come to pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. If you know that you're in the midst of something that you should not be doing, if you're in the midst of some situation, some job, some relationship, some endeavor, whatever it may be, are you really calling out to God with all your heart? Because if you want to hear God, that's what people say, well, I just don't hear the Lord. It's because you've got an awful lot of sin between you and He. If you really want to hear what the Lord has to say, then ask forgiveness and turn from what it is that's blocking the communication line. Young adults, that's the number one thing I would say that I could impart with you this morning as you're heading out into the world after graduation is to understand that God cares for you. He knows everything about you. And if you will seek him, you will find him if you're doing it with all your heart. Adults, everybody here, if you really want to hear from the Lord in the midst of your circumstance, quit halfway going to him and give it all your heart. And he says, and you shall find me. And I will hear you, he says. 
Get to him as fast as you can. If you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I don't care if you're 100 years old, it's time to make that decision right. Today can make that right. If you do know him, and maybe you realize I haven't really maintained that relationship very well. The great thing is, he said, I'll love you forever and always. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All you have to do is turn back around. It was you that was running, not God. You'll put your faith back in his hands. If you will trust him this morning, trust his word and make him the pursuit of your life, he said, when you seek me, you shall find me. I can't think of any better advice to offer the young adults going out into the world than to know that God says, seek him and you shall find me. And I think it imparts to each one of us as well. Where are you this morning? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I would submit to you that today is the day to rectify that. It's your decision, not mine. If you do know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah. Are you maintaining that relationship or are you keeping it pretty harsh and broken? My God said that he's still there. There may be consequences to your choices, but he'll still take you back with his arms wide open. When the prodigal ran back to the father, what did the father do? He said, give me my robe to wrap around him. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to celebrate. My child has come home. If that is you today, my God's waiting with a robe to wrap, wrap back around you. But you've got to accept him. You've got to turn your life back to him. And then with all your heart, seek him and you shall find. Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. And if God's speaking to you, this altar will be open. You can pray right where you're at. I'd love to pray with you. But let's make a decision this morning. Young adults, make the decision today. Now, Josiah and, and Marina both have already made commitments to the Lord but that doesn't mean that it stopped there. I would say to you guys, make sure to keep looking up wherever your paths lead you. I know Marina's looking at college way off, but even way out there, you know God's still God, and he's still there. Whatever it is and whatever it is God's calling you to do, will you focus on him today? And if God's telling you to step out, step out. If he's telling you to go pray with a brother, pray with a brother. But let's not follow an agenda. Let's follow what God says to do. As we pray. Father God, I come before you this morning and I thank you for the words of Solomon, the, the wisest man we, we could ever see besides Jesus, for you imparted wisdom onto him. And he says the greatest pursuit that anyone could have for all humanity is to seek you and your righteousness. May we remember that. May we put that to life in our, put that to fact in our lives. And may your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, if God's telling you to sing, sing. If he's telling you to sit and pray, sit and pray. If he's telling you on your knees, telling you to come to the altar, come to me. Whatever it is, this is God's time, not mine. And this is an opportunity for you to get straight with him. Whatever it may be. As we sing.